0: Hello and welcome to your best chance podcast. This is your host, Kylie Feller. Hello everyone. Today I wanted to talk a little bit kind of more on this kind of self-care idea, but more about going inwards, about turning into your own world you know so many people are focused on the external on you know careers mm. uh, family different roles you know getting chores done you know this this whole outside world you know that like we have to attend to but many people get lost in it and they forget or they don't even notice too is this internal world that we have like a whole universe within us and I'm sure you've seen those quotes or those memes kind of things that look like that um, and it's one thing to like say that and then it's another thing to experience it and you know it took me in this kind of episode I want to talk a little bit about my kind of journey of turning from the outside to the inside and I think like a lot of people when I was younger um, I did go through a lot of trauma when I was younger so I knew I knew I'd have to do some counseling or some some deeper work um, but I didn't really understand what that would look like or what that would feel like again a lot of my life was out outwardly like focused like I had certain beliefs I knew about the world and about myself but I didn't really understand or pay attention to where those were coming from and You know I think again a lot of people suffer because they're not connected to their inner world a lot of people have the question of who even am I you know and what is even the point of all of this right Um, so kind of turning towards the inside of you and even knowing that's a possibility right that you have this inside world and a lot of the stuff I'm gonna talk about you don't have to take my word for it I encourage you to try it out kind of dip your toe into it and see what you find inside of you you know even if you just took a minute right now and just turned your attention from the outside world to the inside and just noticed your body and noticing that it's more than just a body we've got sensations within the body sometimes there's tingling or you can feel energy moving Sometimes there's tension, maybe areas of pain, maybe be areas that feel neutral or good. If you become curious about your mind, you might notice different thoughts. You know, I know when I first started turning inside, and when I still do, some of my parts are like, no, don't look at me. <laughs> like, don't don't come in here because they've just been running the show for so long. Um and just being curious noticing we have this these thoughts these internal dialogues that are always going on right but oftentimes we don't pause and just notice what is going on inside of us you know and a good way to get into your body is noticing how you feel you know your thoughts are very much in like your head but how do you feel how do you feel in this moment and then just noticing the power of like the imagination I feel like that is really this gateway in sometimes like the sensations in the body for sure but also like the imagery you can get like even in dreams think about when you dream how real some of those dreams can be in like the visuals you can get in dreams sometimes or in daydreaming thinking about situations right like our mind is so powerful and I remember when I first started to kind of notice this internal world um, and it was I was taking a coaching certificate course with uh, Crystal Anders and she had us reading all these different books and there was one by colette Baron Reed and she's kind of like a like a psychic she works with um Oracle cards, intuition, spiritual kind of like medium. And I believe the book she had us read was Messages from Spirit. I think that was the one. Um and the book, I, I listened to it, and there's a lot of like guided, guided meditations where you kind of like close your eyes and you see yourself like walking down a path, and then there's a door, and you open the door, and then there's stairs, and you walk down the stairs. And then, when you get down the stairs there 's different animals or there 's different things in the room, and it kind of like cues you into a space, but then your brain fills in the details, and that 's kind of cool and I was like wow that 's really neat like these these guided like kind of meditations or places that can take you there and then you know you you look up and you see an animal what animal do you see right and your brain just like fills it in and then there's there's like different meaning behind the animal that you see and I remember the one she had us kind of walk into a room and there was a waterfall and you look at the waterfall and the waterfall will reflect back to you I forget the exact words but something that you lost in your life and I remember looking and in the waterfall was it I lost my childhood And as I looked at it, I could see everything that I had lost, but like as if I didn't lose it. It showed me like a perfect, what my ideal perfect childhood would have looked like. And I got very emotional from it, but it was so neat how just with these questions, these prompts, my brain was filling it in and I had no idea what I would see like it was a surprise you know but my like subconscious mind it's like I was tapping into these deeper levels of myself and that's the thing is a lot of us we we live in this like conscious kind of like awareness state um but there is like so much more in our like subconscious kind of like unconscious mind um and I find a lot of these different kind of like these guided meditations um, and a lot of the stuff can take you into that place and you can get access to when some of your core beliefs were formed or where parts of you are stuck in the past and you know that just opened up this world and uh, that's you know it's a really it's a really cool experience and if you haven't tried it i really recommend you know just checking in and and noticing uh this this other world that's within you that's that's right there that is so not tapped into in our culture and yet when you go in you're given this opportunity for deep healing because a lot of our kind of limiting beliefs about ourselves and about the world exist in this unconscious mind exist in these lower levels and there are approaches that can get you there and help change it you know and that's where change comes from a lot of I think the theories we have like cognitive behavioral therapy it um it teaches you to find These kind of limiting beliefs sometimes but like then it gets you to try and argue with them or just replace them but like if you don't go to the core of it if you don't understand the root of like why it's there and then go heal that part of you it's like a battle that you're gonna have a hard time winning you might be able to band-aid it and kind of like cope a little bit better for sure but you're not gonna heal it so you know I find it so liberating and so empowering to know that there are approaches that could actually guide you to deeper healing. And a lot of them you can do on your own. And it is good to have some support sometimes, but a lot of times with the support that you get, they're just gonna teach you how to do it on your own, right? Um, you know, another experience where I've really noticed my inside world is when I went to Peru and I did an ayahuasca um, uh, retreat. And it was 10 days in the middle of the jungle in Peru. And uh, I was just struggling at the time in my life. I was going through a difficult relationship and my one good friend had gone and she was like, you should just go. So I just went and doing like ayahuasca is like a, a DMT it's a drug that's naturally in us when we're born when we die when we dream it's there and uh, like the spirit molecule so what you're doing is flooding yourself with this but I was in a very safe environment there's a bunch of shamans I'm doing this for a long time but it is an internal journey you are going inside of yourself um, and that, again, was just like the the visuals and the journey and the messages uh, about myself and about my life that I saw that were that was inside of me um, blew me away. And that experience really set me on my life path. It really showed me my soul in my experience. I got to see my life kind of shown back to me and you know how I had chosen this path before I was kind of born of a lot of trauma so that I could understand kind of the human condition and what I needed to do was figure out how to heal it (laughs) and to come back to love and then share that and you know I'll probably do an episode just on that journey but again just pointing out this very rich internal world and now you don't need to go do ayahuasca to get into that internal world, but that is like a boot camp. And if you ever do do want to do ayahuasca, I really recommend researching where you're going and really making sure it's a very safe place with a true Shipibo shaman that's that's really important um I think nowadays lots of people are kind of getting access to it and just like doing it in their living room or you know self-appointed shaman and that can be really really dangerous this is very very powerful medicine um but more people there's like more research coming out too on like um mushrooms um like uh, that can be very healing and again that's taking people into their internal world uh, and kind of pointing out and putting light on these patterns that we have or parts of us that are stuck and beginning to kind of rewire and understand out, out of those places um, but in a very beautiful creative poetic way and that's the thing is when we dive into this unconscious mind it is not um, the way that we think it's not logical it's not in order it's very um, metaphorical it's, it's colors, lights, feelings, words, um, sensations. It's like the right brain. It's not, um, yeah, you have to feel it out, right? And it makes sense, but it's not this like strategic um, thing that we usually live in in our kind of like our analytical mind. Um, and after kind of that experience with ayahuasca, I wanted to go deeper into into myself, and I, I felt like you know, even though with ayahuasca I was able to access these like deep parts within me, I did have this feeling that those places could be accessed without doing the drug, and that led me on a, a longer journey. Um, but started in doing a vipassana meditation, so it's a ten day silent meditation. And I did meditated a little bit before, but very lightly like Oprah and Deepak Chopra, you know, meditations on love. And I knew there was something to it, but like it was so painful. It was so painful to like sit there and try and focus. My brain was, you know, all over the place and it really would just run what we call like the monkey mind, right? It's just going in all these different directions. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna sign up boot camp myself do these 10 days and then my brain should get it and it it did for sure it was very very painful though I I think I had to remind myself every day that I wasn't dying so that I could stay there um but vipassana is again going inside so you remove all the external no talking no engaging with other people you're around other people but there's no um, you're not engaging with anyone you're just going inside every day all day and they give you like different tools that you can do and Vipassana I think translates into like seeing things as they truly are and so you start to focus on the body and as you focus on it and you feel what's inside and you start to scan and and notice you do so from a place of equanimity and equanimity is like a non-reaction so non attachment So when you feel a sensation, you don't label it as good or bad or I like that or I don't like that. You just notice it. Just becoming I'm a curious observer with no judging of whatever is showing up. You're just this witness that's not responding, not reacting, and you just keep scanning your body and scanning your body and, and noticing. And my brain would run, 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 run. And then on about day eight, It was quiet and that felt really good it felt so good it felt like coming home you know there was just this peace this just like surrender this like full embodiment of myself especially coming home to my body and that was a really cool feeling and that experience like i'm sure if you would have put me in a brain scan before and after my brain was changed It was a lot easier to focus on just one thing and to really just notice how beautiful that one thing is. I remember coming home and having dinner with my partner and I was just like, we're having salmon and I just remember sitting there and like looking at the salmon and just being like, oh my God, it's so beautiful, (laughs) you know? And he's like, are you okay? Are you angry at me? Because I was being so quiet. (laughs) I'm actually not quiet. So I was like, no, I'm just like looking how beautiful this food is and, um, yeah, that's when I really noticed, just like how much beauty is in the present moment. Just noticing. Um, but oftentimes our brains, because they're not, we're not, they're not supported, they just run. They're just running all over the place and they're anywhere but here. And so that retreat really helped me develop that ability to focus. And like you can do it on your own too. It just takes that time. And and to realize that meditation and and training your brain to come back, like using a mantra or just using the sensations in the body, you're training your brain to come back to the present moment. It runs, you bring it back. And like no matter how good you get at meditation, your brain will run. Like my brain, it will never be quiet. You're not trying to get rid of all your thoughts. You're trying to train yourself to come back here. Right, instead of your brain running you, you're gonna work with it, right? You're gonna be the leader, a compassionate leader, right? A non non-judgmental leader, right? Of just noticing what's going on. So many times we just don't even notice how we feel. We aren't even really aware of what's going on. We're on autopilot. And right? so vipassana was another way in, and that's like any kind of like meditation. It's a way to like help notice your brain notice what you're feeling noticing what you're focusing on you know mindfulness like where are you I love John Kabat-Zinn he's great on mindfulness he's a medical doctor he brought it into the the western world and in one of his podcasts I'll, I'll leave a link in in here is he talks about like when you have a shower are you washing the dishes how often are you actually just doing those things or are you somewhere else You know, so notice when you're doing things in your life, are you actually there present? Like, are you present in your conversation? Are you present to your work? Are you present to, like, whatever's in front of you? Or is your brain running in a million different directions? You know, and I think lots of people get triggered by what mindfulness or meditation is, but your life is a meditation, right? Some people get really, really good at meditating on worrying. (laughs) That's what they're focusing on right but everything you do everything you focus on could be a meditation so how and what you focus on is going to impact how you feel right and the present moment is a really great place to be <laughs> it's you know oftentimes our worst case stuff isn't happening normally we're just a human being breathing and how often do you get to experience yourself as a human being breathing that's it it's a really nice place to be and you know, breathing practices are another great way to come back into your body, back into the here and now. Your breath is always happening in the here and now. It's a constant, right? If you stop, you're dead. Um, so if you're finding your mind is racing or it's running away, if you can just notice your breath, notice your body, because that is real. That is happening right now. And that's a great way to bring yourself back, right? Noticing the sensations in the body. And again, without judgment, just noticing. And that's kind of like somatic work too. I took a journey into doing um, somatic therapy with somebody who's trained uh, within Peter Levine's approach, somatic experiencing. That's a really cool one of um, really just sinking into the body. Like the, the counseling session itself is just you shutting your eyes and going inside and it's a really great approach for healing trauma but I think as being a human being we're all kind of got a lot of trauma and oftentimes we don't live in our bodies so if you notice that about yourself this this approach might be really useful. And oftentimes with somatic experiencing, I understand it is you'll start with something in your life that's like more recent, a little bit distressing, but not fully distressing, and you'll bring it into your awareness and then you notice what it does to your body. So you're really slowing it down and you're really starting to listen to your body because everything you think about, everything you experience is gonna show up as sensations inside of your body. Whether you're aware of it or not, it's happening so in this approach you slow it all down and you go inside the body and you notice that and i remember when i first started and if i thought about some of like my trauma i could feel the full body like full body takeover. <laughs> and you're like whoa and then towards the end i could think of something that was kind of traumatic or distressing and i would feel it in like maybe my shoulder or part of my my chest or my back but then other parts of me were regulating and so then you would start this like communication. You'd notice the part that was dysregulated, tension, deceit, like kind of like off, tightness, whatever that is. Get really curious about it. Map it out. Where's the edges? And then find parts of your body that are regulating well or feel neutral. And then with your awareness, you go between the two, called pendulation. And you're letting your nervous system talk to different parts you're building this like coherence this connection within your nervous system your body wants to regulate and there is always more working well than not right so by paying attention to the body and using the body in this way you can start to help regulate out trauma it's stored in the nervous system that's the thing when you go through something that's traumatic or you get disconnected from your body it's like you you need to come back to it and you can kind of discharge that energy through somatic experiencing. It's really cool. I recommend listening to some of his books. Piva has lots of great stuff out there. I'll leave a couple links to his books too. He's got one called Healing Trauma. It's a small one just full of different like resources of like little meditations, little exercises you can do on your own to really get into your body. Um, And then he's got his other one called like Waking the Tiger. And that's a really cool one of like him just working with different clients and just getting to kind of like witness other people's healing, which is really cool through that approach. And then the kind of two ways that I'm on right now are like, well, I found internal family systems, which again, I'm going to do a full episode on. And that is that kind of briefly idea that we have multiplicity of the mind, we have multiple parts, but we also have a true self. And our true self is a part of us that is compassionate, it's curious, it's connected, it's calm, it has clarity, it's confident, it's courageous. It's this like healing force within all of us. And then we have these other parts, like have you seen Inside Out, that movie by Disney? If you haven't I recommend it but there's these different parts in this young girl and her and her parents you've got like joy sadness anger disgust um and they're kind of like running running her life right and these like different memories and all the stuff gets sorted and that's how it works in our brain too is we have these different parts and so with IFS it's very much this like guided way in and out of all the theories and all the approaches I've found this one to me is the fastest way in like Richard Swartz the founder of it he really like created this like concrete way into these parts and like quickly when I'm like working with a client or using IFS they can be like oh well, I'm struggling with anxiety or this like critical part or this jealous part or this angry part and within a couple questions I can have their true self in contact with this part right and then what happens when you have this place of deep curiosity and compassion sitting in a room with your anxiety you can get to know your anxiety better and oftentimes like what happens is you don't sit in that room with that anxiety oftentimes it's your other parts that are like you know the parts that don't like the anxiety part that are like you're wrecking my life you know and they're you're wrecking it all and they just polarize with each other So with IFS what happens is you get the other parts to trust you and then the true self goes and sits with these parts and develops understanding of their role when they were created, what their good intentions are, what they're scared will happen if they don't do what they do and it all makes sense, right? Um, Based on when they created these kind of responses and you start to understand that like all parts of you have good intentions, and that's another like beautiful way of going inside because so many times people try and go inside and get rid of parts of themselves or they hate these parts or they're frustrated with them or, you know, like yeah, they want to get rid of it. They want to fight them. But if you do that, they won't stop. <laughs> like they, they're doing it for a reason. So if instead of going in there and trying to get rid of them, you go in with curiosity and you seek to really understand your system and why it's doing what it's doing, and you know that it's trying to help, and you just gotta figure out what that is, right? And I really try and go in with, like, I have no idea. And if you think you know, check with the part, right? And they'll let you know. They'll let you know if you're right or not. And that's this beautiful, like, fail-safe way of getting into your internal world, understanding yourself better, and creating more coherence, creating more harmony so all your parts can work together rather than against each other um, and with you leading right and it's this way to really understand who you are at a deep deep level and to have your parts experience who you really are and to develop this deep compassion this deep self-love for even your critic even the parts of you that might have eating disorders addictions um, the parts of you that are angry or jealous or afraid right you can love even those parts and those parts don't want to be doing what they're doing they just got forced into these roles that that were needed at some point in your life to protect you right but that's not what they want to be doing And, and parts transform as you get to know them they they get to go and you help them heal and you reconnect to them and you unburden them as they release that pain that they had to carry or the roles they had to take on to keep you safe they get to go back to what they were originally supposed to do in your life And a lot of times that's helping you really live that's helping you be confident that's helping you go after your goals that's helping you to play more laugh more be with other people like all these qualities that we know we're supposed to be or we know we are but they just get buried and lost and that's because they've taken on these roles to protect us you know and our culture has failed us so much with helping us understand how our mind works and I feel like it's kept these these tools and these skills from us. You know, I had to study psychology for 10 years to start to find the pieces that really help and work. And for sure, we're all a little bit different with what works, but there is some like basic science and some understanding of our mind and what helps and what well-being is and, you know, how to be with ourselves in a way that um, fosters you know growth and and love and connection and you know all all these things that we we really aim for in life and we're not really given these tools we're not taught them in school oftentimes families don't know so how are they supposed to teach their kids right we don't know what we don't know and I think there's also this idea that like we should just know how to be happy we should just know how to take care of ourselves just know how to find love or be in a healthy relationship without any support like this like fierce independence that keeps people from from getting help right i think oh I'm, it's not so bad so i'm not gonna go get help but it's like it doesn't have to be really horrible to go get some help and so, to learn some new tools and skills it's it's in us to thrive we're not meant to just survive that's not, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yet, if you don't go in and you don't help your parts, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay that way, right? So I'm hoping that this kind of talk might inspire you or get you a little bit more curious about what your internal world looks like and maybe what some of your parts really need And to get curious about going inside and and noticing this world and starting to kind of take care of this this mental and emotional part of yourself right Um, the one last thing that I've been diving into that really helps get into the internal world is yoga nidra so I'm taking my training right now with Jana Romer she's really amazing she's on insight timer I'll leave a link also, if you want to check her out, um, she does a form of yoga nidra that I also feel like uses a lot of parts work and ways to kind of plant new seeds of these like these belief systems that will actually serve you in life. And it's another beautiful gift you can give yourself. Also, like a nice way to kind of dip your toe in to the internal world and and just notice. Um, Notice what's there. Get curious. Uh, Also on Insight Timer, there is Richard Swartz. He has a couple internal family systems meditations. So you can start to kind of play with that too and just see what shows up. And sometimes it's nice to be like guided in. So you could give that a try. I would be very interested in knowing a little bit about your internal world and some of the ways that you have accessed um, this part of you. And again, if you're wanting to expand on any of these ideas in this episode, please let me know. I'm always open to feedback or if there is any particular um, area you would like to know more about or have me explore, let me know. Well, thanks for listening and I'll chat with you guys next time.